Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. Just five minutes of the evening news is enough to convince us that this world is far from perfect. And maybe we can bring it a little closer to home as we review the events of our own day-to-day. Any evidence of sin and sorrow there among the people we've dealt with today? And a little closer still, what about our own hearts? Has every thought indeed been good and praiseworthy today? Did you say anything you wished you hadn't said? Have you done something that you knew was wrong. The Bible makes it clear to all of us that we have all transgressed the right ways of God. We are not naturally on good terms with Him. Not that that's ever God's fault. We are the ones who have moved away from God's laws, and because of this, the Bible commands us to be reconciled to God, to have our differences cleared away, to make everything right between us and God. But how can we do that? God is holy, and we are unholy. God is good, and we are sinners. Well, in today's broadcast, evangelist Mr. Matthew Kane explains to us how we are able to be completely reconciled to God once and for all. The thick cloud of sin separating us from God can be removed. And here's a heads up on how this can be done. It's through the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ full and free for all who believe. We hope that you will accept God's free offer of reconciliation as you listen to our message today. Now, if you have a Bible, I would ask you to turn, first of all, to the book of Isaiah, chapter 44. We'll read one verse in Isaiah and then turn to the New Testament. And in this verse that we will read, God uses a little picture or a metaphor to describe what our sin is like. In his eyes. Isaiah 44 verse 22. I have blotted out, I have erased as a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me for I have redeemed thee. He has compared our transgressions and our sins to a thick cloud that he is able to blot out. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That thick cloud of transgressions blotted out and erased. We are made a new person. Verse 18. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing or not charging their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. That's our role tonight as we preach the gospel to you. We are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you, in Christ's stead, 
Be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him, God has made Christ, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In those verses with Isaiah and Second Corinthians, we have read three words that all convey a similar idea. They convey the fact that we have done bad things, things that are wrong in God's sight. The words were transgressions and trespasses and the word sins. Sins is maybe the more common word. And it's a word that conveys the fact that we have fallen short of God's standards. Trespasses and transgressions show that we have done wrong things, that God has set a mark, a line, and we have crossed that line. Just like if you see a sign out on a yard, maybe somebody has laid a fresh lawn, put down some new sod, and to make sure that that catches and grows properly, they stick a sign on the edge that says, no trespassing. God has many no trespassing signs, and the problem is that you and I have trespassed. We have transgressed and gone beyond the limit that we are supposed to. A few months ago, the word transgression was the most popular search word of the day in Google's search engine. It's not because people suddenly had become interested in the Bible, but it's because that was the day that Tiger Woods, the world's best golfer, had released a statement. And he had confessed to the wrong things he had done in his relationship with his wife. He said a little bit about it. And he said that he had committed transgressions. And people didn't know what that meant. So they searched for what transgressions are. And now they understood that what Tiger Woods was saying is that there was a mark, there was a line that he was not supposed to cross over. Part of being married was he was to be faithful to his marriage vows. But he wasn't. He had transgressed. Not only did Tiger Woods sin against his wife, but the Bible says that every time that we do something wrong, it is also a sin against God. And every single one of us has transgressed God's commandments. It is a global pandemic. The problem of sin surfaces in every culture, in every family, and in every soul. doesn't matter what corner of the globe you go to. You will find that people have a tendency to deceive. It's in our hearts. We tell lies. We want things that don't belong to us. We say bad things about other people. Or we think hurtful or hatred thoughts or jealousy wells up within us. And you might kind of look at all those things as very small and insignificant things. But God says that they are transgressions or they are sins. Not only is the problem a global pandemic, but I want you to remember tonight that it's a personal problem. When God says that all have sinned, he means that I have sinned and you have sinned. Every single one of us has transgressed God's commandments. And the entire message of the gospel really is about solving that problem. We read the word redeemed in the book of Isaiah. You would like to be redeemed or set free from your sins? That's why the Lord Jesus came. You would love to have that cloud of your sins blotted out and forgiven. That's why the Lord Jesus shed his blood. Or you would love, in the words of Second Corinthians, to be reconciled to God and be confident that your relationship with God is a right relationship. 
to be confident that if you die tonight, that you would be in heaven with the Lord Jesus, that everything is right with God. That's the message of the gospel. That's why Christ has come, so that we could be reconciled. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. It's not saying that God was inside of Christ instead of outside, but the idea is God wanted to reconcile the entire world, and the way that he was going to do that was become a man, and that man is Jesus Christ. And he has come to do the work to reconcile us back to God. He wants to reconcile the world. It's a wonderful thing. If God wants to reconcile the world, it's because the entire world needs to be reconciled. And if the entire world needs to be reconciled back to God, it means you need to be reconciled to God. God wants everyone to be on right terms with Him. That's what the word reconcile means, right? To repair a relationship. If I come home and find that somebody has come into my home while I was gone, and they stole my computer and stole my microwave and uh, whatever else they got their hands on, they robbed me. And we wonder how they get in, and we look around a little bit, and we discover that that uh, piece of wood that we put by our patio door to help keep the door secure and locked, we hadn't, we hadn't put it back. And I look at my wife, this didn't really happen, don't worry, but I look at my wife and say, why didn't you put that wood there before you left? And she says, why didn't you put it there before we left? And we start to argue a little bit about it, about whose job it was. And our voices start to rise and our anger escalates. And I say, fine, I've had enough. And I storm out and I slam the door and I say, I'm done. The relationship is broken down. And if we're going to be friends again, we need to be reconciled. And I need to come home. And we've got to talk about that problem. I would probably kind of like just to ignore it and pass it over, but there's going to be some unrest there. There's going to be turmoil in the relationship. If the relationship is really going to be repaired and close the way it's supposed to be, got to deal with that problem. We apologize for yelling, for losing our temper, for our sins. The problem between you and God is the issue of your sins. And God wants to deal with that problem so that that relationship can be repaired and you can be on good and close terms with God. It is a great mercy and a great blessing that God wants to have fellowship or a relationship, friendship with you. That's how much God loves us, even in our sin, that he wants to. He took the initiative because he wants to have a friendship with us. But it is impossible for us to enjoy that close friendship. It is impossible for us to be back with God as long as the problem of our sins is in the way. God is a holy and a righteous and a loving God. But in his righteousness, he looks upon us in our sins and he cannot just ignore our sins. Those transgressions and sins have messed up our relationship with God. Sin messes up lives. And sin messes up relationships. Because there was sin. Because sin has come in and the relationship is damaged. Now remember that the problem, as I portrayed that problem between my wife and I, maybe maybe we were both at fault. I blamed her, she blamed me. I raised my voice, she raised her voice. But when the issue is between you and God and me and God, 
Make sure you understand that this problem is entirely one-sided. God has only been good to us. God has just showered blessings upon us. God has brought you to hear his gospel tonight. God does us good. But we have rebelled against him. God did not sin against us. We have sinned against God. And because we are the ones that have sinned, the word from God that we read in verse number 20 was this. You need to be reconciled to God. Be ye reconciled to God. God is not going to be reconciled to us. He is there waiting for us. He hasn't done anything wrong. You can't blame God. People do it though, don't they? Something happens in the world. Some tragedy strikes and they label that an act of God. But God has not done evil to us. He has done good. And the fact that this world is messed up is because of the rebellion and the sin of men and women. And the world needs to be reconciled to God. You need to be reconciled back to God because the consequences of not being reconciled are too severe and too dangerous. If you are not reconciled to God, you go through a life without God. It's not the life that God has for you. And you die without God. And you die without ever being reconciled to God. And God says the consequences of that are an eternity of being separated from Him in judgment for your sins. Be reconciled to God. Think again about the problem in this relationship. What we read in Isaiah chapter 44, he speaks about your trespasses. And Isaiah chapter 59 says, Your iniquities have separated between you and your God. The problem isn't something that we're just to blame on people around us or the shortcomings of others or how they have let us down. But the issue is between me and God, my sins, my iniquities, my transgressions. God hasn't done anything wrong. It's my sins that created that thick cloud as a barrier that hid him from me. And I needed to be reconciled back to him. The volcano that erupted or started spewing out ash on Iceland. I wanted to pronounce the name of that volcano to you, but I, it seems impossible. I haven't heard anybody else do it either. But it started spewing out ash over 30,000 feet high. And a massive, thick cloud full of that ash started drifting towards Europe. All transatlantic flights grounded. All airspace throughout Europe shut down. Travel agents say the worst disruption in air travel history. Over $200 million a day, it cost the airlines. Our prime minister was supposed to travel to Poland to go to a funeral of a Polish leader. Couldn't do it. Air travel shut down. It is impossible for him to get from here to there. Impossible for us to do anything to move that cloud. The cloud was there. It's a thick barrier. If a plane tried to fly through it, the ash would get in the engine and the plane might shut down. Impossible for us to do anything. That's the way it is with you and God. Your sins are like that thick cloud that spewed out of that volcano. And it's impossible for you to get up to heaven or to be right with God as long as that cloud of sins are still there. And it's impossible for you with your hands to pull that barrier of sin out of the way. 
We're unable. We're weak. We have sinned. We're fragile. We are ungodly. And God then says to us, be reconciled to God. And although you can't get rid of that great thick cloud, God was willing to come down so that that cloud could be blotted out and that your sins could be forgiven, that the barrier would be taken away and we could then be reconciled to God. Don't you think it would be wonderful to go out of this gymnasium tonight with the absolute certainty in your heart, I know I am right with God. Don't you think it would be good to put your head on your pillow tonight and say, Lord, I know I've sinned, but I know I'm forgiven. Don't you think it would be good to say, I know that I have eternal life, and if I die, I will go to be with God, because that thick cloud of my sins has been blotted out. I have been reconciled to God. Indeed, it is a great blessing. And I want you to remember tonight that it's also a command from God to you. Be reconciled to God. The problem is ours. We had the sins, and yet we couldn't fix it. And yet God commands us to be reconciled, and he wants us to be reconciled. But he knows that we're helpless. And God, being the type of God that he is, he took the initiative. And God came down from heaven to deal with the problem of our sins so that you and I could be reconciled to God. He took the lead. That's his heart. That's his desire, his initiative. He sees us lost in our sins. He knows that cloud of sin is in the way, and he wants to come down and deal with it for us. And when the Lord Jesus Christ walked on this earth, that is God revealed in the flesh. And God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. The problem with the issue of our sins is that the penalty of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. The penalty that our sin deserves is death. So God becomes a man with the express purpose of dying for our sins. And when the Lord Jesus Christ hung on that cross, you must remember that the man on that cross was himself God. The only one capable, the only one able and willing to deal with the horrible ugliness of our sin and to take that sin upon his shoulders for his soul to be an offering for our sins so that we could be reconciled to God. Now remember, it's a command to you tonight. Be reconciled to God. You need to be right with God. But the problem of sin needs to be dealt with. If there's going to be true reconciliation, you've got to talk about, you've got to deal with the issue. The issue is our sin. And the story of the Lord Jesus on the cross is all about the problem of our sins. He was delivered because of our sins. He bore our sins in his body on the tree. He died for our sins. Our sins were a thick cloud, a barrier. But this is what we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. That God made Christ to be sin. It's an amazing statement. God in his righteousness, it is his character to judge and to punish sin. 
When God made the Lord Jesus Christ to be sin, what he is teaching us then is that God's judgment against sin was carried out on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the very sins that I deserve to be punished for, the Lord Jesus was punished for. And because he has dealt with that problem, because he has dealt with the issue that stood between me and my God, now it's possible for me, for you, to be reconciled to God. Sin the barrier. Christ is made sin. Christ suffers for sin. And now he commands you, be reconciled to God. And you say, well, how can I? I'm the problem. And I'm the weak one. And I'm unable to get rid of that cloud. What can I do? How can he command me to be reconciled if I'm so weak and frail and unable? That's when you've got to remember that God has done the work. That God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. That's what the cross is all about. You want to be right with God? You need to appreciate the cross. And you need to think about why the Lord Jesus was on that cross. He was there for my sins. And you need to think about what he accomplished by paying for my sins. He has dealt with the problem. And God says by resting on the Lord Jesus in faith, God blots out those transgressions. So back on a September night in 1987, I became very aware of the fact that there was a great big barrier between me and God, like a thick cloud. And God confronted me with the fact that I was going to be in hell for my sins. But what the Lord Jesus had done was that he had dealt with that problem. And he had paid that penalty. And God says, if I trust in him, I'm reconciled to God. Have you ever trusted in the Lord Jesus? Have you been reconciled to God? Are your sins still a thick cloud? Or have your sins been blotted out? Be reconciled to God tonight. Yes, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Isn't that wonderful? The work has been done. Christ died for our sins. And no, you can't do much to change the course of this wicked world as a whole. But you can start with your own heart. You need to face up to the fact that you have a sin problem and that you must be reconciled to God if you ever want to be in his heaven. By trusting in the finished work of Christ on the cross, you can know your sins forgiven. Be reconciled to God today, won't you? If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken and a very warm welcome awaits you. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, Take a look at our website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules 
for the gathering center nearest you. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul.